Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? Or in the case of today, we're interviewing who? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHKs I'm known. And my guest today is Dalal El-Sheikh. She is a vehicle experience designer, a futurist, and just so happens to be a judge on Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. A little SAG slash WGA disclaimer. Don't worry, she is actually a vehicle experience designer. She's not an actor and therefore not covered by the strike. And also film critics and uh, entertainment journalists are not being asked to strike right now. So this is a completely kosher interview. Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge airs on Tuesdays on NBC. And the basic premise is 16 contestants are transforming cars from their past into life-size Hot Wheels and it is wild the things they do to these cars. So without further ado, here's we're interviewing who? I'm going to start with growing up, what was a prize toy you wanted so badly and then finally ended up getting? Growing up, my parents used to bribe me with toys okay. when I did school. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time in the Barbie, the Hot Wheels, and the Lego section. Okay. Hot Wheels, a little bit more affordable than say a Barbie dream house. <laughs> Just slightly. <laughs> just, a bit, just a little bit, but maybe a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> so that was something I, I really wanted. Um, getting, I can't even remember like the name of it at this point. And Barbie has had so many jobs. <laughs> so I don't even, couldn't even tell you which Barbie it was, but just wanting like a little Barbie car and then this is her house and this is her boyfriend and like perfect life and the cooking set. Like that's, I wanted that so bad. And they finally gave in because I was an only child for the longest time and you can't say no to your only kid. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta exploit while you can. So then yeah. on the flip side, do you have one that got away? Do you have a toy that was like the thing you wanted and they finally, they were like, no, we have to put our feet down. This is not for you, we're sorry. I'm I'm so glad you asked because I'm still very mad about, what is it, the little, the like cooking little- Easy, oh, bake, easy oven. bake oven, yep. <laughs> Unforgivable actually. Yep. How dare they? Yep, I mean, was it probably gonna give us all cancer because it cooked it on a light bulb? Maybe, but it doesn't matter. Safety was not a concern. Not important. It was the 90s. Yeah, okay. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Wasn't a thing. But speaking of Hot Wheels, so if you got to, I don't, you may have already gotten to do this, but if you got to do like a custom just for you one, you know, you don't have to consider about marketability and things like that. What would it consist of? Okay, this is a great question. I have not done this already. Um, I recently got a 1989 Toyota MR2 which is, if you know what that is. I do not, but. <laughs> look it up because it's this tiny little, very boxy 80s car. Like if you thought. I do know 80s, what that car is. Yes, I do. Okay. It's just the most quintessentially 80s car. And I, I tell everyone it's my real life Hot Wheels. Like don't touch it. It's already a toy. Okay. But if I, if I could throw an exposed engine on that thing, just to, okay, the engine's in the back. But if we could bring the engine to the front, I want to see it, right? And then just like giant exhaust and I would put flames on it. Mine's already red, but we could add like more red, orange, blue, purple. I just feel like that would be so sick. Well, it seems like now you know people who might be able to do that for you. So bring the engine to the front, that is. And that's the problem because now I have access. Right, right. What is the most like <laughs> unexpected part for you of joining the production? Was it, you know, that the materializing of this in the, the sort of like individual mom and pop way? Because obviously you were used to like big industrial, you know, everything has to be manufactured. Yeah, yes. Right. So I'm working for an OEM and making stock vehicles. There's so much restriction and so much you can't do because you have to produce 100,000 vehicles for all of America. Whereas here, and of course, it takes five to 10 years for things to even be produced. Whereas here, they're doing things in a week. And it's crazy. I'm telling you, like, before the second day, we'll 
introduce them to their cars and then come back in a few hours and things are already chopped in half. Like the way that the speed at which they move is insane, but being able to see them actually produce that level of high quality work in such a short period of time has been nothing short of magical. And these people do that on their, their day to day. So now that I know them and we follow each other on Instagram and I can watch their intimate lives, I'm like, oh, this doesn't stop when the cameras stop rolling. You do this <laughs> for fun. So being able to see that has been pretty crazy. I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but I am curious, is it in the rules? Do they have to be like street legal? Do the cars have to be drivable on the street? No. I, oh. They don't, okay. <laughs> in the show too, it doesn't have to be street legal. Okay, I was like, <laughs> Um, one person, I think it's later on in the season, she drives race cars and she wanted to design a race car. And we're trying to tell her, like, it does not have to be race legal either. Like, you can throw away all these ideas of what makes something truly aerodynamic, like, go crazy. So, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't have to be street legal, does not have to be race legal. Go bonkers. That makes sense. <laughs> I just can't imagine driving some of the cars I've seen on the show <laughs> on the street, but more power to them. Yeah, like some of them, those like V engines are sticking up in front of your face. Like, how are you, you What's know, like, the- how- oh. What's the thing where you bounce? My I have no street uh, vocabulary oh, uh, for um the hydraulic. hydraulic. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 no. The one that does the um the lift, like the front wheels come up because there was one that you had to install like the bar um oh, at the, the back. Wheelie? The, the wheel is yeah, yeah. I was just like that is a hazard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't want to park behind I, them. I was gonna say, can you imagine parallel parking that thing? Like, where? How do you? No. Take out a thing. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Speaking of sort of cars in general, I am curious, what have you found to be the most common misconception about being a vehicle designer? I think people think of car designers as being uh, so cool and so edgy, and um, that's not the case at all. (laughs) We are car nerds. We are design nerds. Um, I don't think there's anything like cool or intimidating about us. I will say, I remember doing a, a project in school for one car company, I won't name names, but they came in, all their designers came in from France. It's probably telling you something. And they were all wearing all black. And I was like, what is this? This is not who we are as a culture of designers. Like, um, yeah, we just, it's not, it's not this like gate kept industry that it might seem to be. It's, it's accessible and you can reach it. I shouldn't say accessible. It's not, it's not incredibly accessible. It could be more accessible, but it's not as gatekept as, as I think um, people are led to believe. I, I do think maybe the all black thing could be a French thing. Let's not, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll maybe, no, no, no. It's, it's probably, it's a combo. It's a, it's a, I don't know how to say porqué no los dos in French. Pourquoi no los something. Anyway. Do? Pourquoi no los do? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, means. there we go. <laughs> and oh, I've lost all the international listeners. No. Um, are turning it off right now. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> so what is one feature that you think every car needs to integrate that is currently not standard? uh spinning rims oh okay spinning rims put it in there (laughs) (laughs) why why not especially the floaters the ones that don't actually spin but you're moving and they're staying in place Ooh, yeah those are amazing that some rolls royces do it with a little center cap where the logo is but i want it across i want your honda civic your baseline honda civic to have that as well okay (laughs) we're all be too cool driving on the roads This is switching gears slightly, but what was the first time, if ever, you felt represented on screen? Ooh, um, that's a good question. I feel like I have an answer to this. Let me think. Oh, this is a really hard one. Maybe that's telling you something that I can't even... No, I mean, sometimes the answer is no to the if ever, because I think, you know, you being on the show will certainly 
open the eyes of many people out there being like, what? You can do oh, that. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm Muslim and my family is immigrants. So mm. I don't know if I ever watched Degrassi growing up. My sister did. <laughs> okay, so that shows just a hodgepodge of like every identity you can yeah. think of. But they did have one Muslim student on a season. I think it was, it might've been the season that like Drake is on. And that was the first time I was like, oh, I, I can almost relate to this person. She was, I think her family might've been Indian or Pakistani, I can't remember. Um, so of course it's a little different, but that was nice to see like a Muslim family being represented. I think that was the first time. Canada was ahead of the times. They and also- Canada's always ahead of it, except when it comes to the COVID vaccine. That's sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there, yep. There are, uh, there are a couple other folks further behind on that one. But, oh yeah. You know, yeah. We'll, we'll give them that. But, okay. but sort of going back to accessibility and representation, you know, I saw you have this great flow chart on your site, but what are some sort of proactive actions you think folks can take to help both dispel the myth of the gendered toy and the gendered job role? Oh, that's a good question. To just let your, first of all, let your kids buy whatever they want when they go to the store, okay? Like, don't make them, just because you have a daughter doesn't mean that she has to play with, you know, the girly toys or the pink and the purple things. I really love the idea of unisex toys and unisex uh, colors. I think that's really important. And of course, being Sudanese, I grew up in a culture where like, women help you help your mom in the kitchen and you're not playing soccer with your male cousins after you reach a certain age and I always fought against that and I think allowing your kids to kind of fight against that gender binary I think is really important yeah absolutely I'm going to try and squeeze this last question in how do you define personal success now and how has that definition changed from when you were younger we are working through that in therapy <laughs> So we love therapy. Therapy is well, great and everyone should go. <laughs> for that one. We are working through it. I, I, I define success, and maybe this isn't correct and definitely it's not right for everyone, but I define success right now in my life um, through how proud my parents are of me. So that's really important to that's, me. That's some like immigrant child people of color yes. like <laughs> trauma right there. Not saying that that is for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where I'm at. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Well, cool. Thank you so much. Congrats thank on the show. You. It's really, it's awesome. a really fascinating and fun show. <laughs> a huge thank you to Dalal. Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge is airing now on NBC and you can also find it on Peacock. And if you like this episode, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.